Hello, hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Warehouse Podcast with me, Saurabh. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a topic which is very near and dear to me, and we're going to talk about marketing. And just not marketing, we'll be talking about different facets of marketing, how it has evolved over the past few years, what are the few pain points that marketers uh, see today, and what the future holds for marketing. And to talk about marketing, I could not have asked for a better person to join me than our guest today. Uh, welcome, Mr. Rohit Kumar. Hey, hi, Saurabh. Uh, how are you? Hey, guys. Uh, Saurabh has invited me for this, uh, this podcast. I could not say no or say delay time to him. He's the very nearest and dear friend to mine. More than a friend, he's like a brother to me. Uh, we had really good times when we were together uh, in one of our companies, QMath. And I'm really excited for this really nice session. I'm really looking out for this podcast. I think more than he inviting, I was like a participant, like Ray or Bulalo, like someone can, <laughs> you know, ask me and I'll join this uh, particular, and at least I can also learn from all these discussions. So, great, looking forward to it. No, the honor is all mine and thank you. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, Rohit. Now, Rohit, before we dive deep into our conversation, uh, would you like to uh, tell all our viewers and listeners who is Rohit Kumar and where is Rohit Kumar working today? Okay, guys, uh, who is Rohit Kumar? Rohit Kumar is six foot four, tall, kickboxer, <laughs> wakes up at 5 a.m., have a very, I would say, not a schedule which you like to follow. And by profession, um, I'm currently heading marketing for QMath and most of it digital marketing. So basically, I help with user acquisition through paid and organic mediums for QMath. And QMath is an um, edutech company, uh, online math classes for kindergarten to 10th grade backed by Google and Sequoia. Uh, so exciting times, and I think exciting times right now with the edutech sector booming up with this post-COVID scenarios. Uh, I think it's it's really amazing uh, times to be part of and do marketing or say getting users in these challenging times. So yeah, that's pretty much about me. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, just to let our uh, listeners know that uh, the way Rohit and I met is at this uh, same edutech company, which is QMath. Yes. And I had the pleasure of working with Rohit and, you know, he was my manager. And honestly, I don't think I've seen anybody with more passion towards data-driven marketing than you have, Rohit. So kudos to that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. I just love it. Right? It, it's, it's fantastic when you see uh, results right in front of you, you know, of absolutely, efforts of data. Absolutely. Right? All right. Um, so let's begin uh, this way, Rohit. Uh, let me ask you this. How did you find yourself into a role like, you, like, like the ones you have today? Or how did you find yourself in marketing? Okay. Um, so I... So as you know, I think we all are we all have independence and independence of the mentality. You either you have to become an engineer or you have to become a doctor. You don't have any other choice. Yeah. And I I need I didn't want to do either of this. I wanted to become an actor. Oh, fat, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. So I, I I always wanted to become an actor or I wanted to become an athlete. Oh, okay. yeah. So at a good height, I used to yeah. play basketball, and my my mother as well was a national kabaddi player. Oh. My father was in hockey. So I have a sports background and since they have seen sports, so they never wanted me to be in sport because they know there was no future. Oh. So basketball was out of the picture. Now, only thing remaining was acting. And so more than acting, I just wanted to become famous. You know, you're a kid, you need attention at that right. point of time. You really don't need anything. You don't even know bits and pieces about what is acting <laughs> or you know, act and you know, the technicalities of acting. You just want to become famous. You want everyone to like you. Yeah. Uh, so that is what my perspective and then I started my modeling as well I did mm-hmm. my college days. And I also started uh, give auditions for a few of the movies as well. Oh, uh, I think very few people know that. I did that. And there I realized that how miserable I was in <laughs> Because I saw so many guys that were so passionate about acting. Like, you can see the technicalities. Just like in marketing, we say, we say, you know, these are the metrics. These are the ways, these are the nuances of marketing. They know each and every nuances of acting. And I was sure. like sitting there, I have a, uh, you know, I have a height, I have a build. Come on, let's do acting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there I realized, I thought maybe I, I don't want to do acting. Maybe uh-huh. there I realized that maybe I just want to become famous. And then I realized maybe that's not the right path for me. I, the objective to do this is not right. Uh, I can become famous by doing something else as well. Sure. So I was with Samsung at that point of time, just after my gra- uh, graduation. Mm-hmm. 
working as a software engineer both in South Korea as well as I worked in India. Okay. And since I got this multicultural uh, uh, exposure and I was able to part with a lot of meetings there with senior, with senior leadership, so I was always at the back and I used to create features. Mm-hmm. So just like we have a phone, I used to create features for Samsung uh, video calling. Right. So any new features for any different markets. But there I realized when I, whenever I used to be part of these meetings and all um, that uh, it's not just features what you launch. It takes a lot of science in deciding what specific set of features to be launched in specific set of market mm-hmm. based upon their consumer behavior. True. Okay, you can't launch everything. Maybe you can't do a screen share. That is not allowed. It's the policy which is there in some specific country, which is not. They won't allow you to do that. Maybe you don't need that feature. Or how can you portray one specific set of feature in different ways based on that consumer behavior? So that's why the Spark started. And I think one qualifying criteria to understand. I was doing really well, by the way. I was doing really well there. I was so when I was leaving do my MBA, they told me we'll send you to Switzerland oh, okay, okay. for another R&D center. You just work there, but you stay with us. <laughs> okay. So uh, but I knew that I will never be known for uh, coding or something. Right. I was good at it, but I knew it in my heart that I am not the best. There are some best guys. I, I can work around. Yeah. I can figure it out few here and there, few quick things, hacks here and around to get my work done as mm-hmm. quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So people think that maybe I'm doing really well. But you know in your heart that you don't know basics about it. You, just, you, you can just get the work done. Right. So I right. used to get my work done as quickly as possible. But I never knew basics about like real core fundamentals about coding, which is really important. Yeah. And I knew that fact. I knew that I will never be known about it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started. Okay, let's just try it our hands and uh, I want to do marketing. And I enrolled myself for a two-year program with I am Bangalore. Okay. Um, that's another story. Uh, we will discuss later how did I go there and what sure. it took me to go there. Uh, so then I joined there. I did there. Um, worked my ass off those for two years. Learned a lot. And from there, I um, QMath came to our campus and they enrolled me for sales, not even marketing. Okay. So I had three years of experience. No one enrolls you or no one hire you for marketing. Yeah. So generally, people start marketing with junior guys because they want, want to make them to sales so that they can understand consumer behavior and then move to marketing, like all these PNG, HVL firms, right. like that. Uh, most of the time, so my resume never gets shortlisted. And I, whatever chance I got, I got through sales. Uh-huh. So I thought maybe I'll do some sales and then maybe I'll move uh, forward from sales and maybe I'll move into marketing. Yeah. So I started with sales. Actually, I picked up the phone and dialed numbers day in, day out. For uh, <laughs> So I used to lead a team. I had a team of six, seven members. but. When I joined, they already were good at sales. Like they, they were actually dialing. They were even better than me because I've never picked up a phone or dialed. Yeah. And to lead a team, so generally the sales guys are very smart. It's very different perspective or a different experience to work with the sales guys as compared to a different uh, experience to work with a marketing guy. I sales think... guys are yeah. Sales guys will judge you. Yeah. They, they, you have to. Yeah. You have to become a leader who shows it. Like just like in a jungle, yeah. you can't say I'm a hunter. You have to hunt in front of them exactly. to gain respect. Lead by example. Lead by example. You can't say do this. They know it. Yeah, you have not even picked up a phone and dial. How can you even say? Exactly. You'll be like, yeah. They'll be like, you know, you been can... there, done that. What's new? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So there, I understood it. I realized it in my first day itself. So I thought, I think this might not work out, and I started <laughs> pick up the phone and dialed it. So first one week, I just do. I just did whole day just this. Okay. Then I slowly and steadily, you know, I also, I was also like a sales agent, but I was managing the team. Sure. So we started seeing measuring metrics, like how much the amount of sales I am doing and how much the amount of sales these guys are doing. And that's where I started gaining respect mm. that, okay, yeah, okay, maybe we can learn few here and there things from him. I, I learned a lot of things from them, gotcha. but uh, the thing is I we collaborated all the good things, made a model and started doing sales. Uh, but when we started doing sales, we realized uh, so there's a supply and demand side. I was sales. Yeah. I was doing sales for a demand side in our company, which is demand side is our parents and supply side is our teachers. Correct. So once we figured out that we need to do, uh, we were doing sales. We figured out that we don't have as many supply to cater to the demand. Yeah. So we stopped that team and I moved towards supply. Then I handled business growth for Bangalore, and from there, when I just did that, and there I realized that. Uh, teacher side market, teacher side user acquisition is limited. Mm-hmm. She is limited to two kilometer of radius. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't know anyone beyond that. So that's where the problem hit up that how to generate more and more demand. And that's where the company then put it like put me into a marketing 
digital marketing per se to generate more and more leads for the company. Gotcha. And that's where I moved into digital marketing. Started, got my hands dirty with performance marketing. Right. Slowly moved towards growth and SEO and organic uh-huh. and some bits and part of branding. So that has been my whole journey. Fantastic, fantastic. So it's, it's always so interesting to hear people, uh, you know, uh, who have reached a certain point in their life to see what path they have taken. Because everybody oh, has a different journey and different, uh, you know, obstacles to the point they've reached. And it's, it's fantastic. It's just fascinating to hear. Uh, you know, I have never uh, imagined that I'll become, I'll head a digital marketing <laughs> in say two years from after doing, I'll graduating from my MB school. Like I was thought I'll just do sales. I'll just see, see how things move along and right. maybe, maybe marketing is not my thing. Uh-huh. And now I see that I feel really grateful that I have been have given this chance. Right. So all thanks to Pima, right. that shown some faith. Fantastic, awesome, awesome. Well, that thank you. Uh, and now, honestly, I mean, it's been a while. Both of us have been in this game now. I mean, uh, we can't really call ourselves newbies eh, or yeah. newbie marketers, you know. So uh, let me let me ask you this question: uh, From your perspective. Uh, how do you think marketing has evolved over the past few years? So first of all, like people generally do say that with how much experience you have, I say, okay, like four or five years. Yeah. And they say, oh, I have 10 years of experience. Yeah. And, and so that's how they measure skill set in marketing. Yeah. And when you start discussing with them, few or the other things, they're major consultants, you know, I just speak to them how to further improve it. Yeah. And within a second, they realize that, okay, it's not about, uh, so it's the about like quality, years. not quantity. Yeah. yeah. It's not about number of years. It doesn't really matter at all. Yeah. Like if you slog for six months, one year, and if you're slogging in the right direction, yeah. You are at the same level as anyone who has been doing this three years. Because in those three years, he might be in an MNC mm-hmm. and just being given a set of work. They are just mindlessly following that. Right. But maybe in a startup kind of environment, which we work, yeah. there is an open challenge, open projects. You just pick whatever you want to pick. There's a challenge and you just do it. Okay, so that was my first point. It doesn't really matter the number of experience. I don't even consider it. <laughs> even my hiring process, I don't even consider right. how many years have you. I just directly go into a technical expertise. Like, can you just tell me about this, 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 and this? Okay, coming towards how marketing has evolved. Okay, I have seen like um, it's not that I've been in this work work environment just three years before or from 2017. I have been working since 2012. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've seen marketing what Samsung has been doing at that point of time. I've seen uh, in two years of my B school when we had a lot of case study competitions of Pepsi, Asian Paints, Coke, uh, Nestle. I've been part of most of them. And I've seen what marketing or uh, channels which they were exploring at that point of time and what is right now the scenario is. Okay, So the major shift is, I think it is earlier, it was restricted towards print, media, PR, all the traditional ways of putting your um, uh, brand outside the market. Okay, mm-hmm. Now it has slowly started to shift towards digital as you see the penetration of mobile has been increasing in those, has increased tremendously in this last eight years. Yeah. And with all marketing has shifted towards digital channels fully mm-hmm. because everyone is, uh, you know, everyone is just there. They have their face in front of this one screen, which is this phone. Yeah. yeah. So all the time we just see that. Mm-hmm. So how you can attract user, gain user uh, through such channels. So that is how it has shifted earlier. It is just through, through your eyes. You're seeing to print media, you see newspaper, PR happening. Uh, and now it has moved towards, towards digital side. True. Now there is another stage of shift which is happening through digital also it was streamlined yeah. that you run an ad or you do uh, an organic thing you just on Google search. So now this has also started to become traditional. Mm-hmm. So current digital marketing it has started to become a traditional marketing as well. It has started to fall in the bracket of that. Yeah. Uh, you do, you put, have your SEO right, search engine optimization, you do your SEM right, you run Facebook ads, all of this has become traditional. Like these are has become a basic hygiene items to execute. Mm-hmm. Now the second phase I'm seeing in last two years is uh, the growth perspective. Okay, now marketing has not become a silo department where we say marketing is this, product is this, uh, maybe and data team is this. Now I have seen a shift where data, product, uh, and marketing all have become combined. Okay, so True. they term it as a growth team. True. So there is no more of marketing team where marketing is responsible to get leads mm-hmm. even marketing is responsible to get growth yeah. product is not responsible for a best user experience 
that user experience should lead to a growth. Basically, if it's not leading to any business, I I don't need marketing. Team. Exactly, there's no point of having that. There's no there's no yeah there's no there's no point of having team. Yeah. And it is so prominent that the that big big companies have stopped using the term marketing or a marketing department. Facebook doesn't have a marketing team. They have a growth, growth team. team. Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn doesn't have a marketing team. They have an acquisition team. They have a specific. So how they have divided the funnel? The funnel has moved from product marketing. Uh, HR or something like that. HR, okay, it is a support function. It will always be there. Business and all of that. It has become like acquisition. You acquire a user. You activate that user. Just acquiring is not enough. You have to ensure that they they are there on your app. They interact with your app. You activate those users. Yeah. Do you retain those those users? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a retention team. After you retain, then you ensure or while you're retaining, you monetize. So monetization is also a scenario. So these four funnels. People have started to divide the teams either of these four, or this four comes together in one block, and it is said it's a growth team. Uh-huh. So uh, I think it has evolved from marketing to say a growth team. So that's how I have seen, and that's where you might have heard about growth hacking. Recently, last two three years, I've uh, seen Alice who have coined this term growth yeah. hacking it has yeah. taken a lot of uh, uh, you know attention in this marketing and in, in this marketing space the scenarios. But again, growth hacking, as we discussed, is more abused. At the same time, most used term. Yeah. So one has to be very careful by using it. We'll discuss about that maybe later in this session if we get time about what's the what we what do we need to be careful about while saying growth yeah. hacking? I'm a growth hacker. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I think I think at this point in time, it has taken the center stage. Uh, but yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's just come to it a little later in the conversation. Um, now. You actually, you know, you mentioned one uh, point when you were talking about your uh, time at Samsung about uh, customer behavior and its mm-hmm. use in making decisions. Now, could you li- elaborate it a little further on what role does a customer behavior play in actually making decisions for your, uh, you know, growth? So suppose you are a growth team, okay? You uh-huh. first need to understand who, from whom will you get the growth, right. okay? Who are your users? Like if I have a product, like say if I have a pen with me, I have a pen, I need to sell this pen. But who will I sell this pen? I need to have a better understanding of the user of the customers. And that's where the customer behavior comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I need to run my ads on Facebook. Now to even you run your ads on Facebook, you need to set a targeting there. Like in what audience you need to target. Yeah. What should what is what are the interests? What are the behaviors? Yeah. Okay, what do, what demographics they fall in? Are they old? Are they young? Uh, what gender they are? What gender they uh, like? They, are they male? They are female? Interest, behavior, and all such scenarios comes into the picture where you decide, uh, you know, what specific, how can you categorize that audience or profile that audience in a better manner? In all of the scenarios, customer behavior comes in. To do that, uh, like people do a lot of consumer research. Yeah. There's a lot of research happens. We'll discuss about that. Launch it in a beta phase and see if it is working. And many companies have also pivoted their targeted audiences after analyzing the customer behavior in the first beta and alpha phase. So they do that as well. Uh, but the idea remains is this. Like customer behavior is super, super important in, from the beginning itself. If you have defined your targeting rightly, you can, you can even market them. Yeah. Like imagine you have... You have selected a wrong audience and you are you kept on marketing your product to the wrong audience. We based upon wrong conclusion you have made from a consumer behavior or customer behavior. So the whole thing goes for a toss. Yeah. Like the whole because you've taken the direction itself is completely like 180 degree apart. So I think it plays a big, big huge role. Not even it, it starts from the first phase itself. Mm-hmm. As soon as you're starting your company, you decide like what audience you're going after. True. You know, I um it's funny. The, the, I actually recently I was going through um, one of the blog posts uh, by HubSpot, and uh, I was mm-hmm. reading about buyer personas and you know how how you yeah. end up creating buyer personas to target the right audience. Um, and I think they, they they ended up defining a buyer persona really really well. They you know they defined it as a semi fictional representation of your ideal customer based on real data. You know, yeah, absolutely right. You know, yeah. it, it kind of just, it's, it's so accurate. It's, you literally create absolutely. different personas of a customer being, you know, a certain way by, you know, different uh, criteria, your demographics, your uh, buying patterns, your interests, so on and so absolutely. forth. But, uh, but yeah, 
That is true. So it's, yeah, and also it's it's both, as you mentioned, it's quantitative as well as qualitative. And like, suppose even if you run your ads, uh, Google and Facebook both give this, Facebook doesn't give this option, Google does give this option when you're running ads. Like, suppose whatever the set of users you have, just upload that data onto the Google platform. Yeah. It will tell you, like, in this set of users, through Google's own um, database or whatever that they know that this kind of guys, like they'll do customer profiling themselves. Like these guys are, have two x affinity to be uh, of avid business leaders. Correct. They are more into the market to buy this and that. Mm-hmm. So at that level, with respect to data, they can see that you know this is the kind of uh, audience segment you need to go after if you want to expand. So I think uh, yes, then that's where the data comes in. Actually, this is uh, this is the perfect segue into my my next question towards you, like about data. You know, in in terms of how what is uh, the importance of measurement, or what are metrics, and why are they so important to uh, a company in terms of uh, growth and marketing in general? Okay, so I'll just quickly tell you whatever I am right now is because of data. <laughs> okay, I'm standing on just one just letter word data yeah. uh, and there's one line which i heard if you what gets measured gets done mm-hmm. if you're not measuring anything you won't get it done because yeah. you never know where are you heading towards and data is just not about like data and your targeting and you do your ads and everything it's just like suppose i need to book a cab i'm right now here i need to go from bangalore to delhi so i'll just input it and i'll say okay current location is this i'll set my target location mm-hmm. yeah i'm giving a direction Right. If I don't have a direction, I can't just sit in a cab and say, "Okay, wherever life will take me." Yeah. <laughs> Be like, yeah. So driver, decide a, yeah. my fate. Take me where you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a direction, right? You give, you set it. Like this is where I need to go. This yeah. is data. Mm-hmm. Data gives you direction. It's a guiding light. It tells you, okay, this is the direction you need to move towards. And I think, I think I was just doing this um, boot camp right um, today. Um, I just finished this boot camp. It's an SCM boot camp, search engine marketing, which I'm doing right now with two of the guys. And they just asked me this question, Rohit, uh, there's so many things, but how have you learned all of these things? These are some nuances. I said, I did just one thing. I kept on recording what is working for me, what is not working for me, for, with every experiment, with data. Mm-hmm. So sure. I have a list of, uh, like whatever experiments I do, I have a Excel sheet. And I, whatever experiment I do, I just input it. I'll say what was before, what was after. Okay, this was the data before, this was after, this is my learning. And this is where I can apply learning in my next set of experiments or something. And I just keep on noting on the experiments. So now by end of say six months, I have a rich set of learnings with data, backed by data. Exactly. Which is which is about my experience. It's not theoretical at all. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent millions of dollars or millions of money to just run that experiment and know that this works and this doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I think that's a kind of level of data which will, you know, you can, uh, it helps uh, really. Like in guiding your campaigns, in guiding your objectives it takes a big seat true no uh, couldn't agree more um, data i think has and in today's day and age where uh, data has surpassed oil in terms of value um, i think if anybody is neglecting the fact that they need data to grow i think you know you'd rather shut shop and you know end up doing yeah. something else go fishing or and, yeah and people say you know i, I think we should do this yeah, I think we <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do you mean you think? Like, what's the what's the basis yeah. behind saying it, you know? Yeah, so I, I just, ask, okay, what's a premise, guy? Like, can you tell me what's a premise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, okay, premise is, uh, I, uh, I, because I've seen this working in exactly. the past, okay, can you yeah. tell me what's the percentage, how many people have actually applied for this, they've done this, and then this conversation start happening and they later realize, oh, there's, it's not much of a big issue. Exactly. Yeah, and it's very important, like at times you, you see, uh, like so you say, customer support problems, and you say, okay, uh, like a customer guy, customer support guy will come up to you, say, you know, Robert, this is, has gone off the roof. I am getting customers who are saying that A and B is not working. Yeah. Okay, A and B is not working. Now, should I prioritize it in my day or not? And I'll ask, okay, what percentage of issues uh, is because of A and B? I'll say, okay, I don't know that, but I had a root customer, and I'm just reporting to you. Yeah. And then we saw this data. There's not even one percent of the consumer who, uh, who say that they have an issue with the NP. That I think doesn't even deserve my attention exactly. right now. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's how that data will help you to prioritize things and execute. 
yeah that's true that's true now in terms of like even like you you actually good talked about you know like prioritizing uh, your um, day to day tasks regarding data um there are quite a few uh, you know uh, discussions that go around based on what's good data versus what's bad data uh, what is your take on it like what do you think is the difference if there is any so i think uh, there are no there are no good data or a bad data uh-huh. it's just there there are good interpretations or bad interpretations okay okay it's like it's just like a sun the sun is just there yeah it's not a bad day or a good day sun was there it will be there it's just the clouds have come in yes this is your perception you have put up a, a curtain there in your house or in your house or outside house so just like the data is just like that and i think the best way to see is um, let me just give you an example of that which always in a report like suppose you have a campaign a and a campaign b and you say a campaign a is giving me um, higher clicks yeah so i should deploy more and more budget here yeah okay now the data is giving you it's not a good or a bad data data is just there you say oh yes it's giving me more clicks let me just deploy more and more budget in campaign a okay but maybe the cost per lead once you deploy uh, deploy that budget is much higher in campaign a mm-hmm. okay so okay i got just another data set and then say okay then go towards campaign b because the cost of lead is higher yeah then i'll give you another data set that maybe from lead which you get maybe out of 100 leads for campaign b you're not even converting 10 but for campaign a you're converting major mm-hmm. you say oh maybe then you should deploy more budget in campaign a <laughs> and that's when this scenario is keep on going uh moving forward then you keep keep on discussing those specific scenarios so data is not good or bad it's about how you interpreted it interpreted and not even see it in a minuscule way because at times people um see it in a very small subset so i have two uh, suggestions for that first is don't see it in a, a subset scenario take a 30000 feet above and see what's the overall picture and that's what i say uh, think from first principles don't go by one specific data set and just come to a conclusion as early as possible second is don't have your bias mm-hmm. don't have your bias with the data like suppose if i have one project and that is very near and dear to me i'll give you x number of data to support that project yeah. and i'll have my uh, say uh, you know cognitive bias towards some data which i think might jeopardize this project being run or being successful so don't have bias data is just data and ensure that your interpretation of the data is in a right manner and that you can do by looking up at the 30000 feet true no uh, i think having a big picture is is something that a lot of companies lack is and and that's because they 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 execute like a couple of campaigns you know it's a good thing that they try to test campaign a versus campaign b but they if they get so involved in like some nitty gritties and small certain sets of data that they don't realize what the big picture is and i think that's where they end up losing out on um, the actual goal yeah, of absolutely you know having a campaign uh what well, yeah go ahead sorry you were saying something Yeah, and, and and that's absolutely. I think you've summed it up really well. That's what it is all about. Yeah. So, uh, I th- so my next question to you is, uh, you know, today we've uh, come to a stage in life, or in we are in a day and age where social media marketing uh, is the mainstay. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, when I say social media marketing, it I I I kind of want to go a step further or deeper and say hyper targeted. you know where Absolutely. your uh, interests are being tracked and you've been shown ads which are specific to what you've been searching so what what is your what, what are your thoughts on this and where do you see this heading uh it just remind me of an incident which just happened like yesterday uh-huh. so i was just asking my friend on whatsapp um you know what are the best seasons to watch right now yeah on let's say netflix yeah mm-hmm. So he just recommended, you know, in the dark, there's some season name, yeah, 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 uh, some yeah. series name dark. He said, okay, watch that. This is really good. And then I started asking, okay, what about dark and all of that? He said it's a science fiction, not in horror or something. Uh-huh. Okay. So after that day, today I just opened my Netflix. Can you can you tell me what was the trailer which was coming? Dark. Yeah, you know, like boom. like what the fuck is yeah. happening it's, it's super freaky yeah it's super freaky yeah it's super freaky yeah i was like oh wait what 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 is this happening and i just looked at whatsapp okay what is happening okay for a user it might have made like for a different user it might have made completely sense and they said ok
you have just read my mind and it is just there in a, like in, in front of my screen but like i can understand that like what's happening there and i it just freaked me out like what's happening so i think there is a fine line as well yeah. and it might be a coincidence as well i don't know it but i have seen i have few other examples which has happened uh, like there was a vacuum cleaner or something i was we were discussing on call with someone yeah. and the next day i just saw a display ad about that i don't know from where <laughs> everyone can say no we don't take that data but that's the reality guys yeah. that that was happened with me you know so there's another think, there's, i'm sorry to interrupt i actually i actually want to share an example over here uh, there is there was a story that came out a couple of years ago i think it was i think it was last year 2019 or some some or some sometime mm-hmm. that time um there was a family uh, you know a mother father and their daughter and the daughter was i think in her early 20s um and uh, i'm not sure if you know but in north america or mostly in the us there's a store uh, there's a chain of stores called target which is basically a one stop shop yeah, 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 yeah right so it's a big um, store, yeah? yeah right uh, so the parents they were constantly getting uh, you know uh, like uh, ads directed to them for uh, baby supplies like yeah. oh buy diapers buy toys for kids blah blah blah, blah blah and the parents were confused they were like why is target showing me these ads and the daughter comes up to them and says guys i'm pregnant and ah. and they were like what <laughs> what so target knew uh. before the parents that their daughter was pregnant I, it it just blew oh, my mind oh. you know <laughs> and it's just it's just basically connecting one dot to the other it's just connecting dots and making sense of what people are searching and they're uh, you know uh, it is i think that's that's a great example that actually sums it up here yeah i think that exactly so that that's what when it comes to is it about great user experience or uh, there is a breach in the privacy yeah uh, so it's very difficult to tell that for a specific set of users it's a great user experience uh-huh. like they'll love it they'll love it they'll they'll die for that what can be the best like whatever is in my mind you're just showing me that but for a specific set of users it, they'll feel like okay it, my privacy has just got breached correct so yeah it's very hard to tell but i think in coming days it will become super hyper targeted it won't be just hyper targeted it's super and i think people will fall to it mm-hmm. because things will become so easy now you have all google assistant siri uh, alexa and all of that right and everything is becoming automated the more you become automated the more hyper targeted you will be that is true uh, and yeah I, i i just wonder if this whole uh, line of you know ethics where you you find it a great user experience was you find it creepy yeah. i think it's going to get blurred probably in the next year blurred. or yes, so yes, if, yes. you know you just don't have the the luxury of having privacy anymore because yes. you have so many yeah. different points of data sets that you keep yes. giving the internet um, it's just it's wrong to even yeah. think that you have privacy but that's a, that's a conversation for a different day <laughs> that's yeah that's a different conversation altogether yeah. um, keyboard yeah suddenly i realized i was just using a whatsapp uh-huh. um, so i would just click uh, somewhere i just able to click and say okay you want to stop recording or something uh-huh. i said let me just wait when was it when did i started recording <laughs> where this keyboard has started recording it was i was typing it is recording like my voice or something uh-huh. i said okay please man i don't want to record yet <laughs> so yeah i think you're absolutely right going forward this will get breached yeah. and that this will be really the line will be very thin yeah. very thin yeah um i i kind of want to move on to a, a topic which is a little more you know let's let's say hyper targeted or the more current topic kind of situation uh we're living in an age where uh, the covid 19 pandemic has you know rocked the world in in epic proportions nobody in our generation or the generation before us has ever experienced any uh, you know lockdowns on a scale like this so this ultimately affects uh, our profession of marketing or growth right so looking at the changes that have happened in terms of people staying at home uh, people consuming content online you know all different aspects what do you think is going to uh, how rather is it going to affect marketing in general and will this have a lasting effect I think uh, so. Marketing follows the user behavior, okay? Yeah. So the the way the user is behaving, marketing will just follow it. 
just mm-hmm. like a Vodafone or Bia. It will just follow the wherever the user will follow along. Yeah. So now the user has moved towards one with one thing. It's have moved towards online. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the traditional marketing will more and more becoming less useful. And I think the digital marketing, the digital way of putting up your brand forward will become more and more of a sense. And I think the competition will become super now. And because of that, the cost of even running your ads online and digital will be super high. Mm-hmm. So once will all this scenario will happen? So what will happen is everyone will start doing marketing online. Yeah. Since more and more players will come in, the demand is this much, but the supply becomes higher. So again, right. to match that supply and demand, your cost of running your ads or putting up your marketing out there will be much, much higher. And when all of this scenario happens, then a lot of people will start thinking about hacks, how, what viral looks I can use, what, how can I ride on other networks. So I think the growth perspective which we discussed will take a major chunk of user acquisition as we move forward because the cost of running ads will be much, much higher as we move along because the competition will be much higher. And I've already seen that competition right now. Yeah, you you think you think the the paper clicks are gonna shoot through the yes, roof? Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, like it is just crazy. Yeah, North American market two months back, they, the my auction competition were really really low. Yeah. Now I see um, my auction insights that there are fifteen new players. I know where the startup is coming from in this current scenario. I've not even heard of their name. I just saw their website. I've never seen those website. Very new names coming up. And suddenly that auction competition looks like this. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe no one has money to do an ad. Maybe I am the best guy. People are having money. I don't know where this money is coming from, but they are just going uh, hard hitting it because everyone knows it. That so all the uh, all those guys who are on sideline, which you were thinking should I spend more or not, they'll get sideline. Yeah. Like they don't need it. And other guys, they'll just go all in right now, mm-hmm. just like in a poker. They'll go all in because now is the right time, and that's how the competition is moving higher. Uh, so and to mitigate that competition, people will start taking um, the growth route, the organic route, yeah. which is from the existing set of users which you get, how we can get more and more users. True. Okay, so that will become the major acquisition channel as you move along, and that has to be built in a product. So one thing which Cnil is very beautifully put up that marketing is not about separating as product. Marketing has to be built in the product. It is not a separate thing that you market a product. Marketing has to be put inside the product. Right. So that's where the viral loops comes in, that the usage of the product brings in more and more usage, user to referral viral loops, uh, just like you know Hotmail did it towards the end, PS, I love you, yeah. sign up for a new mail or something like that. Airbnb did with uh, Craigslist, they just wrote on it. I think we also ran a project on Google Business Listing yeah, we did. Yeah, where we, we did. saw that yeah. there's an opportunity where people are there and we were riding on business listings of Google. True. So I think all of those will take a major chunk of uh, marketing space as we move along. Uh, you know, when you, when you, when you talked about um, the, the high, uh, you know, costs for uh, Google search ads and stuff like that, do you think it's going to create like a virtual bubble or an inflation where it's just going to, like any other thing, it's just gonna pop after a while because it gets too expensive for anybody to run a, uh, an ad. Mm. Do you think that's gonna happen, or do that's, you think they're gonna reli- an, regulate the? Uh, that's an interesting thing. That's an right? interesting thing. I've never, I've never thought about that. That's an interesting. That's an interesting question. You have, you have, uh, you know. A, so, like, let's say how it, how will it happen? Uh, so currently, the scenario is there are few companies who have planned to put up ads on Facebook. Yeah. You know, I think there's one news which is coming on because of. I don't know, there's some reasons. Coca-Cola, HUL, they have just boycotted Facebook to run ads. Yeah, yeah. Now, this, according, this, putting this point forward, will Facebook, since there is no more, uh, the inventory is lesser, the people to advertise lesser, will Facebook reduce my cost? Or will it say, because they also need to earn, they keep on doing it. And the same scenario, which as you mentioned that, will there be a bubble at certain point of time that I'll say, okay, it is just a not at all useful and I won't do an ad. I think it will never come a time like that because the guys like Facebook and Google are really smarter. They know what is that tip-off point is. Yeah. Uh, they have data to again. They have data to support that. That as soon as I increase delta plus one mm-hmm. rupee, what is delta reduction in the ad spend by the clients? Okay. Yeah. As I increase that plus one, and then they start seeing that tip-off point. Yeah. Okay. As soon as I increase that plus one of uh, per cost per lead for these guys. Maybe 
they they don't they're not likely to spend more and more on this channel because they think the channel is not working and they have all that data analytics behind that because 99% i just read one post which says 99% of the revenue of facebook is through ads exactly yeah exactly yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. such an insane thing so yeah. i think if if your majority of the thing is just that they will never make this up they'll never screw it up i think they'll always be on top of us see but that's the thing you know like there are there have there have been examples of yeah, companies who have who have been too big to fail and just yeah, yeah. one fine day poof, never know yeah so but <laughs> i mean I, I, it's just it's just a very interesting fact to think about it because you know we've like in like in 2008 we saw the the real estate market crash mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it's crazy to think that when things get uh, inflated into mm-hmm. a bubble uh, you know it just it takes one prick to take pop and absolutely absolutely if companies the, like the way their machines are designed uh they take a lot of those factors into account yeah uh, like while running ad like they say they see those factors where they are moving up and down because they have like with case of house bubble uh, though there was some data also behind that like people were seeing that data how is it moving right. but there were a lot of predictions as well like something will happen in scenarios like facebook and all they exactly know where that tip of point is and how they need to play around so i think they will be more sound and more backed by data in this scenario and might they might have an edge but you never know like there's an interesting time when i'll i'll wait to see yeah. what happens Ho- hopefully hopefully our you know our predictions over here don't come true i mean in terms yeah. of is the bubble <laughs> bursting or there's a bubble being created and- you know. If it comes true, your podcast becomes success. I know, right? <laughs> uh, like, guys, this is where we predicted it first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Uh, so, uh, in that vein, like talking about the future and you know how things are going in marketing and stuff like that, uh, there are so many people who are jumping on this. But I don't want to. I don't want to call it as jumping on the bandwagon, but the idea of growth. Is attracting a lot of people into uh, the profession of marketing, mm-hmm. right? So it's a good thing, you know. It's it's a good thing that people want to uh, work in this line of work. But uh, I've seen that people are kind of uh, they've led astray. They don't really uh, know what they really want. So uh, you uh, now, you know, you've come such a long way. What are there certain uh you know ex- like tips and tricks you would like to give future marketers okay um so i think have you asked this question three months back my answer would have been different <sighs> but since this pandemic scenario and all of that i think it's completely different right now yeah so i think what i think uh can you have you seen how our linkedin is flooded with one specific item do you know that like what has been i have been certified with this i have yes, been certified uh, with that yeah, absolutely right <laughs> yeah so i think now that has also not become a major uh like it's not a purple cow anymore yeah okay? so purple cow you know that's a differentiating factor mm-hmm. so it's no more a purple cow anymore you have a lot of certificates i think it doesn't really matter i don't even see what is your education background and nothing like that whenever i take interviews so it doesn't really matter what certificates you have the point is people forget to apply those uh, learning certificates in the course yeah so i think one biggest takeaway which i'll give or say biggest to all the budding marketers or anyone who is seeing your podcast right now just moving into marketing just been one or two years whatever you need to learn do it a course or something like that or wherever you want to learn it but do apply it like suppose you want to learn seo start your own blog deploy search engine optimization see to uh, get more and more traffic for your blog yeah? yeah if you want to learn google ads if you want to learn facebook ads spend 500 rupees per week have a conversion action set up in your maybe the conversion action to get traffic on mm-hmm. your blog or maybe to get more and more email subscription on your blog run an ad tell that ad about create an ad creative and run an ad and say you know this is this is about that and come land on my page and subscribe to my blog so whatever you need to learn i think it's just about application and i am even doing right now also like every day like whenever i get time i learn it i see it but i also see how i can apply in my own scenario like i have my own website uh, i see how can i apply that i have also launched uh, okay i'm also promoting okay uh, also <laughs> sure please camp. please it's is this <laughs> is your yeah camp. go ahead so, yeah um, uh, so i just give you an example not promoting per se but yes I suppose i have a product i have my own product now how can i make like if i want to learn entrepreneurship like i have a few big dreams about launching a new company yeah mm-hmm. now you do a lot of entrepreneurship courses yeah. i did nil yeah. but i have built up a product 
Now I have my minds working. Okay, how can I market this product? I can how can I get more and more revenue, or how can I further build this as a big big entity, yeah. or I can make it more and more useful for the guys outside. Uh-huh. Yeah. So instead of doing the course, start with something small, deploy it, and see what are the results. You'll learn a lot. Like I've given two batches, and let me tell you, all the learnings which I had in the doing marketing for someone else yeah. is very different than doing marketing for your own product. Yeah. Uh, and like. Like all the concepts were flat on. Like, where should I get users? How should I market it? Where should I put it? Yeah. And now there you now you start thinking about growth. Okay. Now you want to learn growth hacking. You need to do viral loops. Do it in your product. Like I need to see. Now I have like fifteen guys who've already taken this uh, session and they have great reviews. Now how can I get more and more referrals from this particular fifteen users? Now how can I set up viral loops in my own product in the whole journey of it? Yeah. So just giving you an example that. Um, start with something. Don't wait for that. You need to do something big, and you do a lot of courses. The best way to learn is just execute. So I think execution takes a big, big pedestal. True. Don't worry about anything. While you're executing, you learn hundreds of things. Like I think you're executing this podcast, right? Yeah. You have you, uh, yeah. We have seen a lot of podcasts, but you, as you'll be executing it, you must be learning a lot, a lot of new things. How to do it? How to manage it? Yeah. How to make sure that the distribution is right and everything? Yeah. So just to just to give um, uh, everyone who's listening uh, some background, we actually had recorded this podcast a while back, but <laughs> due to due to some technical issues, it got corrupted. So we are doing a, a re-recording session. But just to you know, Special to podcast. your point, I actually there's a lot of I don't know if you if you're noticing this, but there's a lot of difference from uh, not in terms of the actual content that's being discussed, but the way it's been executed. Yeah. You know, the way the the it's flow is going. different. I think we never discussed or we never touched upon uh, like the points. I think few of them may have to be there, but I think it's completely different perspective. I think we were discussing, or the kind of discussion was in on a completely different level. Yeah. I think yeah. As you move along, that means we both are growing. Exactly. And it's in the right direction. That means we have a new and fresh perspectives. Yeah. And we are observant of what's happening, being aware of what's happening. And we are not stagnant, and that that's why I'm happy about it. Right, like that's that's the way to go. Like a one step mm-hmm. towards your growth yes. every single day, right? Yes, absolutely right. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, um, you mentioned that you conducted a two day boot camp for uh, SEM, which first yep. of all, I let me congratulate you. That is a fantastic yeah. achievement. Uh, not a lot of people uh, can boast of hosting one. You know. I actually, it's, it's, it's great, man. I honestly look up to you for that. Um, and, uh, like I, I want to give you the next, uh, the, you know, the next three, four minutes or however long you want to take to just take the floor and tell everybody how they can reach you and where they can find you and, uh, you know, everything. So the floor is all, all yours. Take it away. I think guys, I'm uh, super active on LinkedIn. I write pieces of content on growth as well as marketing, digital marketing, user acquisition, all of that on LinkedIn. Uh, I try to write as often as possible, but generally I do publish twice a week uh, content there. So go there. Uh, if you want to read anything about marketing or growth hacking, you can just find my content there. I also have my website, which is called therohishma.com. Okay. Is not like any uh, brand or something. I was not getting any domain name. That's the only domain name I was getting. So I had to use that. So it's T H E Rohit, R O H I T K U M A R dot com. I think Saurabh will give you the links yes. with that. Yes. And as the major thing which is happening right now on LinkedIn as well as on my website is about the bootcamp which I'm running right now. So it is not about basics, guys. I think the guys who don't know about SEM, they should not apply for this course. So I'm, I'm not going to cover. Um, uh, what, how to create ads, how to create campaigns, because I think if there's a free material available and I can rather guide you on your YouTube lecture or something than selling that course for myself, like my heart won't allow that. Yeah. So anyone who's coming, I said, okay, brethren, enrolling, please don't pay for this bootcamp. Go here, <laughs> this is a link, study it for free. Yeah. Now, when you see that sir, level has come where you're not able to go further, then join my bootcamp. Yeah. Okay. So it will give you a certain edge, but that certain set of uh, basics should be there. You should know how to create campaigns. So search engine marketing through Google search ads, we'll learn, we'll discuss. And just uh, one hour before we started this uh, session, I just uh, you know concluded my second batch of bootcamp. My third batch of bootcamp will start on say 18th, 19th July. I think sort of, I'll request you to also give that link. I okay. think anyone who find it useful, they can join. There's a lot of reviews as well for all the guys who have done it in the past. 
can see on LinkedIn as well. You can reach out to them, discuss with them uh, to know if this will be helpful for you from from their mouth as well. Okay. So just about that. And if you want to hit up anything, you want to discuss, I think bootcamp or something like that will keep happening or yeah. something like that. Just reach out to me, ping me anything, and want to discuss any of the case studies or any problem. I'll be more than happy to discuss with you guys. Right. Uh, that's a, that is that is great. I will definitely link all the necessary. Uh, links to you know reach Rohit Kumar yes. and uh, I'm, I'll make I'll make sure that everyone has ease of access and uh, I personally I would like to sign up for the next oh. bootcamp so uh, you know we, there's always there's always room to grow man there's always room yes, to grow yes absolutely right? absolutely so I'm telling you uh, in this bootcamp there was a guy uh, I won't name I won't uh, sure, sure. name yeah. that guy um, no, it was a Google ad consultant okay very fancy guy. I really liked him. He knew. I think certain extent that he knew. He knew all all of that. Yeah, like he knew most of what I was discussing. But yeah. he joined a bootcamp. Yeah. And I was very scared at the end of the bootcamp. I asked him, "Hey, have you got anything out of it?" Yeah. So earlier, I had a, a invite only approach, where I was not allowing everyone to join the bootcamp because I need to filter it out who are the right fit for this bootcamp, and I was to allow it. But I think this guy really wanted to join the bootcamp. I told him. Earlier also that it might might not be useful, but he joined. Yeah, I said okay, it's up to you. If you really want to come to this bootcamp, I can't stop you. So he joined, and he, uh, the major aspect about what he loved was about the perspective or learning from first principles. Uh, go on YouTube, just search first principles Elon Musk. There's a very great video about Elon Musk speaking about first principles. So learning from first principles is where like that's where they know they know hacks, but people don't know like how to deploy those hacks and make up a a home or a big structure mm-hmm. because hacks might be relevant today it yeah. might not be relevant like few weeks from now there will be new technology new um, something new or the other thing will keep on happening but if you learn from first principles you can devise your own hacks when when certain things comes up so yeah i think uh, that's where it is and i don't think so i'll be doing more of it because again it takes a lot of time and energy i think maybe this third batch might be my last one or something but let's see how it turns out but yeah right. it's on third week of july that's why the time is awesome awesome and uh, i i love the i love the hustle that you were uh, you know taking up right now of building the brand and i could you know 100% respect it um, <laughs> thank <but> you so much <laughs> So everybody, uh, please go and follow Rohit on his LinkedIn or check out his website. He has a lot of great content to offer and you can always uh, reach out to him personally, send him in, you know, uh, an IM or DM or however <laughs> you feel necessary. Um, anyway, I would like to conclude uh, right over here. Um, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much, Rohit, for joining us. It has been an absolute pleasure to uh, discuss with you. Uh, on all these so amazing, uh, you know, aspects of marketing, which both of us are really passionate about, and uh, I, I really, really hope that we uh, get to have a part two really soon. You know, very soon there must be some new and interesting thing to keep on coming. Maybe exactly. I'll tell you about how to market out a new product which is launched. Yeah, uh, I can give you my learnings about this bootcamp, and maybe two months down the line, one month down the line, I can say if you are starting a new product, how to do it. I'm just even trying to figure it out myself. Exactly. As, and as I said, I've done two years of MBA, okay? Mm-hmm. And you might think, okay, I must be knowing all of it, how to do it. I'm telling you guys, I'm, I have a product myself. It is so hard <laughs> to uh, put that product across. And I'm learning by executing, yeah. as sort of as rightly said, execution plays a big, big role. So maybe, maybe next time we'll discuss about that. So thank you so much, sort of, for inviting. I had a great time. Awesome, thank awesome. So I, it was my pleasure, buddy. All right. Um, Thank you, everybody, for joining in. And I will see you guys in the next episode of the Warehouse Podcast. Until then, stay safe, stay happy. I'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.